right, guys, on this episode of the Nordies Podcast, first comes the pledge as Game of Thrones is back. Second is the turn with She-Hulk. Finally, there's the prestige, which is this week's rewatch. Let's go. And here we go. Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Doing great, my friend. I'm good, man. TV is in a pretty exciting spot, so I'm, I'm happy. How are you? We're, get, I'm we're getting there. House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones series is back, and we released our first Thrones cast in a really long time. So go check that out. It's already out this week from us. You'll notice on our screencast we're not going to talk Game of Thrones at all. Um, so don't be alarmed. If you missed the Thrones cast, go listen to it. It's an entire spoiler-filled episode um, based on episode one of House of I think it was great. The episode was so much fun. And uh, as soon as you watch it, go check out our Thrones cast. And then throw any questions you have our way, and we'll do our best to answer you guys next week. That's a great point. Yeah, bring it on. Throw it in the DMs, and we'll uh, we'll incorporate it. Okay, guys. Uh, before we dive into this exciting episode, now would be a great time to ask everyone to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Three times in, during Game of Thrones season, too. Woo! Unbelievable. We're good to you guys. All right. Uh, what are you guys drinking today? All right. I'm over at 56. Um, this beer was actually canned back in May, and I just saw it and hadn't right. tried it. So I got this Hop Girl Summer. Uh, it's just like a super nice, drinkable, kind of more of like a West Coast IPA. And yeah, they did a nice job with it. So that's what I'm sipping on. All right, I'm uh, just doing a Surly Logic Bomb, great summer beer they put out, so juicy IPA. Sweet. I don't remember if we've had this. Maybe this is an old one. I can't tell. Might be. Uh, August 5th. Um, Gravity Sucks from Modest and Wallride Brewing. I don't know where Wallride Brewing is. Don't really care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a double dry hopped, double IPA. And as all things double dry hop from Modest are, it's delicious. Beautiful. Good stuff, guys. So... Here we go. We're going to dive right in. And again, Game of Thrones came out. This is only Game of Thrones news we'll give you. It was the most watched show, not event or like sporting event, most watched show um, in 2022. So Huge. Was, I have a question. Huge. I have a, just, a, just a quick general question for you, Eric. Yeah. Do you think they will expand the Game of Thrones universe? Now that you've seen what a spinoff show looks like, do you think they're going to do more and kind of like marvel it you know and kind of just kind of branch out yes. from there yeah i think the john snow that, spinoff will drop before this is over there's gonna be two at one time yeah and then they'll, and then <laughs> they'll go somewhere else like they, yeah they i think that they know all right we've got to get the right people in place to keep this thing rolling it's a cash cow for us people love this story they want more of it um i think that they're gonna do it with the level of care and quality though that it won't feel like Disney Plus, where you're getting like new mm-hmm. shows every few months, and they're kind of not going to be watered down in that regard. I think yeah. they're going to give you like Game of Thrones level content pretty consistently. You know, ten to fifteen episodes a year, depending on the year for the foreseeable future. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, they took their yeah. time with this one, man. Do you guys remember that like Naomi Watts show that they wrote yeah. and they filmed a whole episode of it, and no one's going to ever see it? Well, they didn't. They, weren't they going to do uh, some White Walker spinoff? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, they had they had like four different shows they were trying to to pilot at the time, and none of them worked. 
and you know this is the one that George wanted to begin with. This is his was his first choice for a story to tell after. So, um, anyways, hey, we can't stop because it's too much fun. But the other episode has thirty plus minutes. Let's that was a lot of fun. It was great. So go check that out. But after you listen to this, of course, uh, next up, uh, something near and dear to my heart, Movie Pass is back with new ten and thirty dollar um bundles that you can sign up for so so where do you get grandfathered in at this point I like what what, what? <laughs> you want. i don't know is that 10 or 30 dollars a month i th- i would guess probably yeah 30 dollars a month would be really spendy i better get like three popcorn oh i think you'd get unlimited movies for 30 dollars a month right yeah it should be unlimited movies and popcorn for 30 dollars okay I think. yeah that'd be Not great drink. i drink but just unlimited Popcorn and movies, thirty bucks. I think I'd probably do it. What if it was a it. what if it was a small popcorn? Yeah, as long as you get a refill. <laughs> you get you get one small popcorn per visit, and they put a little mark on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think we might have to get this for Eric. I think so too. We should have me uh, test it out. Yep. Movie Pass should send us one Movie Pass. All right. Um, yeah, I think I'll look into it, but it will probably fail because it went really poorly last time. Yeah. All right, um, how about this? Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie will once again team up after the Barbie movie drops, and that will be on the new Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, so we knew this Ocean's Eleven prequel thing was happening, right? Because we had we had the news that Margot Robbie was going to star, and now we got, which I think is pretty big news, Ryan Gosling joining, because he's a massive star. Um, I'm starting to get, like, semi-interested in this. I did my once every six months um, The Nice Guys rewatch. Oh, yeah, how'd it go? The other day, and it's just—it's an all-timer. It makes great. me think that Gosling should be bigger. He's very picky with what he does, obviously, because he's playing Ken in a Barbie movie. Maybe not. Let me go back on that, yeah. but yeah, I think he's. Yeah, but isn't it Greta Gerwig though? Like it's supposed to be like very artsy and probably you know maybe Oscar-worthy. This kind Ken of Barbie thing. Did La La Land? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think uh, you know what I mean. Like it's based on like the directors, like who's involved. Oh, God. You know. Anyway, not important. Um, I agree. I think Gosling should be bigger. Why he's not, I don't know. Um, I don't really care um, about the Ocean's universe anymore. So I, I don't really think this does anything for me. Even though they're, they're two, like two of the biggest movie stars on the planet, I'm kind of done with the Ocean's universe. I don't know. It doesn't it, it doesn't have that same appeal. We did our rewatch, man. We did our diligence. We did. All right. Um, next up, uh, I think this is pretty exciting. First footage of The Last of Us on HBO Max came up uh, this weekend. Uh, who's in this again? Yeah, Bella, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey and then Nick Offerton. We got a glimpse of him looking crazy because, you know, I I don't know if he's going to be like comedic relief or if he's going to be a bad guy, but he looked awesome in like the one little clip we got of him. Uh, yes, Nick Offerton will be in The Last of Us. This is not a, This is not another one of those. I said Offerman. <laughs> Check the tape. Roll it. Roll it. I wish I could roll it back live. Right you said Offerton. <laughs> For sure, you said Offerton. This could be Helmsworth. If you start this up, I lean into these things. You know that, right? And then it just keeps happening. That's fine. So. I love it. No, great. I think the. I think the little. I don't know what you even call it. Like ten second teaser that we got was really freaking cool, and can't wait to see more. The bar is not high, but this could be the best video game adaptation, TV or movie. Or otherwise, we've ever seen. So we'll see. Yep, I have high hopes. And it's stupid and of me. The it was also part of that. I don't know. HBO does these little sizzle reels, and I love those. God, they get me so hyped for the stuff that's coming. They get me going. So, um, yeah. All right, guys. What about this? Jamie Foxx made a movie, um, and he's never going to release it. No one will ever see it. Why? 
Yeah, what a weird story. So Jeremy Piven was on a podcast, and he said that in like 2015-16, they made a movie um, with Jamie Foxx, Jeremy Piven was in it, and Robert Downey Jr. was in it. And Jamie Foxx called up Robert Downey Jr. and was like, hey, you know how you played a black guy in Tropic Thunder, and it was great, and you got literally nominated for an Academy Award, let's not forget that. I want you to play a Mexican. And then I guess Robert Downey Jr. is like, okay. And they made the movie. They made this whole movie. It's like done. And Jamie Foxx was like, nope, I'm never going to release it because audiences are too soft these days. And it's too, like, comedians get canceled too easy. There's no freedom of speech. I'm going to shelf it forever. Do you think this movie, like, is that edgy? Or do you think it just sucks ass? I bet he sucked. It sucks. so bad. I think that, like, um, if, if things are inappropriate, but they're well done. I don't think that people are are necessarily that offended, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, if it's got... Well, like in Tropic Thunder, he played an Australian, a white Australian actor, who was who had got, like, a melanin darkening, darkening procedure to play a black guy in the movie they were making within the movie, right? So he wasn't yeah. really... Like, he had that one layer of, like... Um, once removed, where he's not playing a blackface, he's playing a guy who's playing a blackface. And it, it worked, and no one got upset about it, you know? I think that, like, if you think about it, though, like, South Park, they say things that are cancel-worthy every single week. They say the most offensive things to every group of people on Earth. Right. And you never see news stories about people being upset about South Park. And I just think, like, this must have been such a pile of crap that they just were like, people will only be offended. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, don't, I don't think they're... <laughs> they won't laugh a single time. They'll only they be mad. Be gonna be they're going to be offended just... that they spent $11 on their movie pass that month to, and they went to go yeah. see that. So And no popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie just blows. I mean, Jeremy Piven, if he's in it, I don't have high hopes. For we'll, we'll never see it. And I think that's okay. All right, the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder on HBO Max is getting a season two. Um, we likeish this show. Yeah, it's different. It's different than what he's done. I mean, it's it's similar, obviously, to what he's done in the past with Nathan for you, but it's definitely um, tries to play into emotion, and then you can't tell if that's real emotion or fake emotion from him and others. So uh, it's definitely experimental. Um, it's interesting. I'm still watching, but I'm not like. Can't wait to laugh my ass off for 35 minutes. It's not that funny. It's more just it's interesting just and smart. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And it's like, it's deep and it's emotional and it's like, I don't know. It is really a weird show. But yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I am I do care. I do care about this. I, I will probably I watch all of season two. Yeah, I will too. <laughs> um, all right, how about this one? Tom Hardy, once a great actor, is now winning gold medals in Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments. <laughs> yeah, I did. I wish he was just still acting. I mean, I do too. I think he he is an actor. I don't. You don't think he like retired from acting, do you? Do you think that Tom Hardy is actually the brother of Ed Hardy, the no, clothing company? Of, uh, oh, that'd have been sweet. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, the Hardy Bros, the, the Hardy Brothers from those books in the sixties. Shia LaBeouf yeah. and and Tom Hardy are the same person. Oh, that could be. That could be. I mean, I could imagine Shia LaBeouf committing to like a two decade long, um, you know, just like Andy Kaufman-esque, you know, performance. <laughs> I could where do. he gets no money for it and just gets hated and hated and hated more and more. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, he's just absolutely, they're, they're both absolutely bizarre. And they're both really talented, but, like, I'm unsure if they're wanting to do things that people like. I don't really no. know. So we wanted more Tom Hardy. We wanted more, 
What was that? Taboo. taboo. We didn't want I more. Gave up. I gave up. I don't want it now. I don't even remember the story. I remember him just putting the ash on his naked body. Of yeah, him like running around with the pants on, like by a fire, by a sooty, sooty yeah. fire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm good. So, I, to be honest with you, I don't really care what Tom Hardy did. Yeah, I mean, good for him, though. Um, you know, apparently he can uh, jujitsu with the best of them, so that's kind of interesting. He's yeah. kind of like more Hardy. going for like most interesting man alive title than any kind of like uh, Academy Awards. True. All right, uh, what about this? Uh, a lot of, like, releases and show in news for you guys. Soldier Boy is going to return for season four of The Boys. Does this okay. turn, like, turn up the, the volume of the show for you at all? I think it's the right choice. I don't know that I loved this last season. It was maybe my least favorite season out of the, what, I guess the other three total I think we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still liked Soldier Boy. I thought he was a good part of the show, and I want him back. It maybe doesn't have to be all about him, like season three was, but he adds a lot. I think you did a good job. Ryan, what do you think? You like the show maybe the most out of all of us now? I would agree. I think I thought everything up until the finale was brilliant. And, well, for the most part, uh, on the whole. And then I think the the finale was just lame. Like, let down after let down after boring thing. And then everything. Choice and, yeah. And then nothing happened. Nothing, nothing ended up happening, and you're like, okay, well, pretty much everybody's the same, yep. except for one character. And and anyway, I I, I thought when they put him, they kind of Captain america him, you know, it kind of threw him back on ice. I was like, okay, you know, that's what they do. They bring these characters in, and then they kill them, or, or whatever happens, yeah. and then they ship them off, and we don't ever hear from them again. And I thought that would be fine for Soldier Boy. I guess maybe Jensen Ackles tested really well. With you know, with audiences, and they like the the Soldier Boy storylines a little bit more. But now we're gonna have to like unfreeze him again and like go through the whole thing. So I don't know. That seems kind of that seems kind of unnecessary to me. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, season four has started filming already. Yeah. So I like the show. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I think that the boys is a, a B, and I like it, mm-hmm. and it's imperfect, and that sometimes it borderlines brilliance, and other times it's silly. And it's a fun binge watch every time it comes. No, I think I think you're right, and that's like welcome to the world of graphic novels. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you're going to get. Like sometimes it's brilliant, sometimes it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and I like it. sometimes they nail it. Like with um, what was the show with the they they rain squids down on the city oh, and yeah, and uh, Watchmen, Jimbo. Yeah, the Watchmen. You know, like sometimes it just hits perfectly. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, you're going to get the boys, and I agree with Eric. I, I think the show started. I think the show started as an A minus. I think it's now down to a B, mm-hmm. and I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Dude, one I, thing I, I can't stand about the show though is how much product placement is in it. Have you guys noticed? Because it's an Amazon show, I think they do more of it. He'll like come home to his girlfriend and be like, "I got you your favorite things: Twix bars and the new Sprite Zero with Remix with grape." It's like, oh my fucking god, dude! Like you, you I didn't notice. In and... Pulling me out of a show about superheroes, you know, that can shrink down and blow up dudes' dicks. I mean, it's over the top. I did not notice that, and now I will. No, you Thank will. you, and I hate you. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. All right, uh, lots of things coming back to the movie theaters. Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff or something, is going to have 11 extra minutes and it's going to be back in theaters. And then also Rogue One is going to be back in theaters with extra as well. Yeah. I mean, what what better time to pick up your movie pass, Eric? Dude, we got to get this thing now. I mean, you the Rogue One is coming in like three days, four days. You're you were on the ground floor of this. You need to be. You need to hit the runway here with with the rest of the plebs. So yeah. the the Rogue One is 
by the way, the, the best Star Wars movie ever? Um, probably. Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. they added stuff from Andor. So they added more footage in from Andor, which is cool. And it's, by the way, an amazing sign for us as fans or, and people that are excited about Andor that they could take footage from Andor, put it into <laughs> Rogue One, and we wouldn't notice or it fits in. Um, that means the show might be good. And then, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then the other one, the they other probably one, just have more Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I don't know. Uh, how how stupid is it that the best Star Wars movie is Rogue One from a director who hasn't done anything since? And it's the show that when they announced, like, you know, they, they announced all the shows they were doing on the little timeline. We're like, Andor, meh, yep. like, whatever. And now it looks like, it looks by far better than anything else. Um you know, and it's going to be better than Obi Wan, and it oh, won't yeah. even be close. Yeah, I think so too. It is. It is interesting. That's what a shame. I know. And also weird. Very weird. All right, guys. Just so you know, um, the movie pass thing doesn't sound that great. Oh God. No popcorn. There's no um, unlimited movie option, even for the thirty dollars pass. Ooh. And um, it's only going to be accepted at at twenty five percent of theaters ever. Well, I mean that's yeah. okay if the theater that you like to go to is one of those. If that's one of the big ones, they're like, yeah, yeah no AMC. I'm going to be like, well, it's a lot of the theaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much all of the good theaters. So Don't worry. The person that gets it for you for, like, your main gift for Christmas will not look at any of these details. I'll just buy it for you. So True. enjoy. True. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Adam, Adam, Adam will not research that whatsoever. <laughs> right. All right. Um, Love and Thunder is coming to Disney Plus on September 8th. Hopefully I like it more the second time. I didn't think we watch it together. I don't remember you hating it or even having too much too many negative things to say after we left. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. Yeah. It pretty pretty good. Pretty, 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 I think I put good. it what did we give it? I think I give it like an eighty four. It was like an eighty three. Okay. It was pretty <laughs> well, good. All right, uh, well, Ryan gets to see it. Like, so one second though, now Ryan will get to see it. And then we'll be able to talk with him about it. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I got to get back to the theater at some point. This whole, this, this, like, <clears throat> not wanting to go out in public, you know, I've been, I've been cooped up Dude. and I don't have like, I don't, I'm not, I don't have the courage, the vibe the to fucking, like get back out there. The CDC said you're supposed to go out and not wear condoms Dude, this is stuff, like, dude so go for it. I'm like the, uh, <laughs> I'm like the, uh, like the divorced dad where they're like, just come out with us to the bar. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay. Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to stay here. It's okay. <laughs> reorganize my drill bits. Uh, I'm good, I got a, I got a hungry like man. I got a hungry man, double Salisbury steak waiting. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Netflix with a couple releasing uh, pieces of news. Netflix released two, a two part bonus Sandman uh, thing. Yeah. It's so like, Sandman but, do you want a second chance at that one, Eric? Cause you really, you really, <laughs> I wrote it down. So Netflix is releasing some some things on a two uh, Sandman. It's like when the the grill the grill guy uh, does his little takes of like trash talking. Yeah, he's like you you. I'm, it's it's hotter than two devils dicks on the outside temperature. <laughs> you know, it's so Sorry, funny. Eric, Ryan and I are sitting here. It's, it's only we have no real responsibilities in the podcast. No, no. Besides to react to the it's things only, that Eric says. It's only funny because Eric is usually like absolutely seamless and yeah. perfect. So that when he when he does mess up, it does make it kind of funny because it's so rare. So what do you guys think about this yeah. one? So Netflix is releasing a follow up to their Sandman season in a two part episode. What does this do for you guys? Okay, I guess I'll take it. I, like as I, like <laughs> I got I finished I like the season. I'm ready to go. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in to watch it. I, I like this the series. 
I didn't think I was going to like it. It looks really stupid, and it's I was completely wrong. I think they kind of crushed it, and yeah, I mean, more is better, I guess. I think it's kind of fun, and it seems like there's some big names that are going to be in the, the bonus episodes. Yeah, I think it's. I think the most important thing is that it shows that Netflix is pretty committed to it. Um, the fact that they also just greenlit additional episodes and. You know, they'll probably have spinoffs and they'll probably have, you know, Christmas specials and they're, they're just like all about it. So, yeah, I think it's good. Oh, our good friend of the pod, Tony Bolster, is he's reaching for that second bottle of Lubriderm right now. He's he's edging. He's edging. As right you now. talk. Yeah. <laughs> he's happy that we, on the we liked it as well. All right, guys. And then uh, let's move on to the last piece of business. I, I'm kind of surprised by this. Um, Knives Out is going to be coming out on Netflix later this year. Knives Out 2. Yeah. I thought Knives Out 2 was a big theater movie. Yeah, it's hard. It was. The first one was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's not as big a deal now, I think, for something to be released straight to streaming. I don't necessarily think it's... It's not always the straight to DVD. Remember that shit, right? Um, yeah. It doesn't mean that it couldn't do well in theaters, but, you know, like, dude, they made a big Predator movie and released it straight to Hulu and it fucking crushed. So I don't think it's like... A death note, but it is a little concerning, I guess. Um, I'm not that excited for this movie. I don't think it's going to be very good. Well, we we've talked about that before. Like <clears throat> Ryan Johnson signed that big. This is back when Netflix was spending money. I don't know, frivolously at a record pace. Yeah. You know, unchecked, unmarked, with no regard to the end in sight. Right at that time, when there was every, it was a uh, the Oprah. You get a Netflix deal. You get a Netflix deal. They were handing them out like candy. Oh yeah. And I think Ryan Johnson was a part of that after kind of the fallout with Lucasfilm. Because mm-hmm. um, he was originally slated to do another trilogy at some point. Um, Which I'd still love that to got, see someday, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a I, lot of other I, I think it's too... I think it's there's too much vitriol from yeah. the, you know the weirdos about Ryan Johnson doing star Wars, that it would never work yeah, at this point. Right. He's just, he's toxic and it's not because of his own doing, I guess, you know, maybe there's, there's a multitude of factors, but yeah. anyway, so he was part of that deal. And so I, I guess knives out falls under that category. I don't know how the, the motion picture company that released the first one didn't get the rights to any sequels and it went to Netflix. Maybe that was part of the deal yeah. that they bought the rights to the knives out franchise. I don't know. So that's, it's a weird, convoluted, you know, kind of crazy winding story of how this ended up on Netflix instead of, like, in the theaters. I don't think it's going to be that good, um, but we'll see. It is nice, I guess, that if it is good, we'll have instant access to it. What was your Rotten Tomatoes score for the Daniel Craig uh, Southern uh, Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> accent in the first Knives Out? Am I just reviewing the accent? Just the, what's your Rotten Tomato score for just his his accent, and how much did it take you out of the movie? Twenty. It was a twenty three, and it took me out eighty five. I would. I completely agree. That's the perfect scores for both. It was terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. But then again, I mean, you have Daniel Craig, and you're going to be like, I want you to play the like the southern part of Alabama, like the really far south. Yeah, I just don't know, like how the movie you know was that silly, but also um, kind of straightforward and boring too. I didn't really love it. But it was only okay. Remember we had the running we also had the running joke. We spent way too much time on this. We had the mm-hmm. running joke of like this person has joined the cast of Knives Out 2. Yes. And like the cuz every every week someone new was like joining someone like no, well known was joining the cast of Knives Out 2. That that was it. Yep. All right guys, time to move on to Hot Rex and Not Rex. This week we had a lot of things but the main one was She-Hulk. 
debuting yeah. on Apple. What's or I'm sorry, on uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> what'd you think of what'd you think of She Hulk? I'm just kinda surprised neither of you guys watched it. Is yeah, it because it's a female led? No, I think I'll watch it <laughs> Exactly. Do you guys watch the yeah, NBA but not the WNBA? Is that what's happening? Look. Yeah, I was the one sending I was the one sending uh Brittany uh, Griner care packages. No, I was the one sending oh. us sending WNBA clips in our chat. I know you were, but then you were ripping it. <laughs> you send them the we won't even mention your commentary, but um no, dude, look, I was very pleasantly surprised by the first episode of She-Hulk. Uh, it was funny, actually funny. Um, Tatiana Maslany was, like, electric. She is so good. I cared she about everything she did. What's that? Why don't we have more of her in, in the world of movies and television? Everything I've ever seen her do is great. Yeah, she doesn't work that much, and she hasn't be, hasn't transitioned to, like, a big movie star at all. Um, you know, she did Orphan Black, and that's, like, really the only stuff I've seen her in, but... Dude, she's so good. That was pretty good. I watched a little bit of it. I watched like eight episodes, I think. I watched a few episodes, and I liked it. So, yeah, didn't stick with it, ultimately. Dude, um, this is heavy on the Hulk Bruce Banner, which I think was is pretty interesting because, you know, as a group of people here that dissects everything the MCU does and all, not only what the, happens in the story, but then we go a layer up and we go, why the fuck would these, you know, executives make that decision? And we talk about that level. This show is pretty fascinating. Um, they make big choices with the Hulk. Uh, they introduce her as the Hulk right away. So you get to see her. She looks good. The CG looks good. Uh, her powers are cool. They're a little different than the Hulks, which is nice. And it was a short episode. It was about 25 minutes. But, dude, I think this show is going to be more tied into uh, the MCU at large than previous ser- series are. So I think it's like almost must watch like it might be essential to watch i'm gonna keep going i'll check out a couple more if you guys aren't willing but dude i really enjoyed it i'll watch tonight okay great you text me let me know what you think i have two questions yeah and and this is this is where i was a little bit tepid on my enthusiasm for consuming this show um number one is mark ruffalo's involvement as the hulk uh one of the most unbearable parts of the mcu sure and i think we've we've documented that very thoroughly on this podcast the second is i saw some headlines that described the show as marvel takes on the sitcom mm-hmm. and i was like um that's not what I, i'm really looking for it, i mean uh, but am i am i am i misunderstanding what they mean by that it feels um, a little like, like a, is my is like my legal sitcom but there's not really i mean at least in the first episode there isn't some big focus on each case you know, it's more about like, hey, how would you be a lawyer if you were also a Hulk? And the Hulk issues are first and foremost, the whatever legal case she's working on is who cares? You know, it's something in the background. Um, I think you guys would like it. And here's picturing- the thing with, with Bruce Banner and the Hulk. If you took these scenes and you parsed them into like Avengers 4, you would be like, I fucking hate the shit with the Hulk and Mark Ruffalo. It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But dude, this is a TV show. It's like a bonus TV show. Now I'm psyched to see Mark Ruffalo is as the Hulk and doing and explaining Hulk shit and talking about, you know, facilities that Iron Man built him. And I know Ryan's already passed out. He's, oh, sorry. He's, he's I fell asleep. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> All right. I'll watch too. I just, I just, okay. Just, I'll, I'll put down my bias. It's it's and... the first episode. I wish I could have watched. I would have watched all four and told you guys, go or not go. I can't do that right now. All I can say is I enjoyed the first episode. 
Uh, it's certainly a lot more than I thought I was going to. A lot more than the first episode of Hawkeye or Miss Marvel. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm going to put you. I'm going to schedule a go no go meeting for Wednesday. I expect you to have all that done, and then we'll decide. Well, there's only one yet, so it's going to have to be three Wednesdays from oh, now. But yes, we'll, damn it, we'll, you put it in my books. And I was trying to make an IT joke between us, and that just my uh, my calendar. Okay, here you go. My calendar is up to date. There you go. <laughs> all right, Jim. You're also watching Better Call Saul, the final season. Yeah. I did. So I watched the first season and then I stopped because it's, it is boring. It's a fucking boring show. And that's, I think why we, none of us went forward and tried to watch it. Although we do watch generally all the premier TV and those things. But, um, and I don't think the season is going to be any different, but it is pretty interesting to see him. Um, you know, I, I think that we're now heading towards in this final season, him meeting up with the crew of Breaking Bad. And I'm like, oh shit, am I already going to have missed a bunch and need to go back? Hell no, dude. The first episode of this season is when he first decides to change his name to Saul. So I'm like, they could have made this a one-season deal. Let's go. Um, So I'm going to keep watching it. It's obviously so well done. Like, I get it. The writing is perfect. The acting is perfect. Um, The pacing is a a thing. It's slow. um, But it's consistent. So I'm going to keep watching it. Uh, I think it's actually over, so I could get through it as fast as I have time for it. Um, I'm going to watch this season and I'm going to see how it all ties up. All right, Ryan, you're still watching hard knocks. What do you think? I'm the, I'm the lone, me and like 16 other people in the United States, I think still watch hard knocks. Yeah. What's up with that? And that includes like all the HBO exams. I don't know why I love this show. I love the scenes from football camp. I love seeing the guys in the meeting rooms and the coaches talking, you know, all the positive vibes. Um, I love watching the practices. Um, I know Eric is anti, uh, you know, when the guy goes back to his hometown in Hard Knocks and they make him do something stupid, but he loves it in his shitty Netflix reality shows. He thinks that's probably the best part when they go meet mom. Um, (laughs) But I don't know why the show just draws me in. It may be because... You know, like football was one of my favorite sports growing up. Um, so that this is this is just something that I feel a little bit more of a connection to, um, just from a you know personal experiences. So um, we are following the Detroit Lions, and I don't really care about the Lions, but it's interesting to see like different coaching styles year to year too. Um, I find that fascinating. Um, How is their I'm head so glad coach? Dan Camp- is he a wild monster, so gla- Dan? Whatever. I'm so glad Dan Campbell is not the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and we got Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, um, I think that's a we got lucky that we that we didn't we kept Zimmer for one more year and didn't hire Dan Campbell um, that season because he was kind of a hot name at that point in time. Not that I think he would be bad. I just don't necessarily think he would be the right coach for for this team. So anyway, Hard Knocks HBO two episodes are out. They're super fun. Eric, they mostly it's ninety nine percent about like practice yeah. and and meetings and all of that stuff. So there's the no episode. there's not a lot of fluff. I watched the first episode. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's entertaining. All right, uh, Jim, you watched your favorite comedian in the whole world, Bo Burnham's new special, Inside Out outtakes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Okay, I know you like to pump pump it up. You um, have said that before. for the shock factor. No, but I think he's brilliant, and I think everybody should watch this. Um, this is like the deleted scenes and stuff that didn't make the cut from his special that he did during the pandemic called inside. And dude, Bo Burnham may realize he may be almost like a Kanye, like a white Kanye that like does comedy that thinks he's the smartest person in every room. That might be true, but he's pretty fucking brilliant. (laughs) And like the jams are so fucking good. Like the music that he makes 
he'll like play enough of the song to get to like a funny punchline and then like cut the song. And I'm like, I was actually enjoying the song. I just want it. It yeah. doesn't have to be funny. I just like it. Like his Jeff Bezos song and shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, he's he's so funny. And I think I maybe liked the outtakes better than the original special. Wow. They're just as funny and it's just more it's more stuff without as much like trying to be, you know, showing how depressed he was and how artistic he is and all that stuff that he included in his first cut. Um yeah. I just can't believe he can just literally make all this shit in one room by himself. It's amazing. He's he's brilliant. I would watch Bo Burnham. Um, do the do the first one if you want inside, or just go right to the inside outtakes because it's great. It's a hot wreck, my friend. All right, love that. And you also watched Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist about Manti Teo. Oh, what did you think of this? This is hard to watch, you guys. You guys, I, could, I can't watch it. I, I saw it. I said, no way, I'm not watching that. Was this? Did this happen before we had the pod? Didn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 2009 and 12. Yeah, I mean for sure. This is like oh, oh, over 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I have gotten a lot of the detail on how he got catfished, and I kind of get it. Number one, here's how he got catfished, and they didn't—they don't say this in the thing, but this is something that I read in the subtext. This is the number one reason he got catfished. He's Mormon. Let's just be honest, dude. <laughs> I mean, the dude has like he's just so kind of a weird guy. Like he's hyper religious, and for him, a relationship meant no sex, anyways. And so he yeah. didn't really care if he ever met up with her, as long as they were speaking every night. And every day, that was his relationship. So that's the reason this this happened and worked. Um, but the the lengths that this, uh, you know, used to be a man is now transitioned to a woman went through to make this work is insane. I mean, she had every she had um, Manti every day on the phone speaking to her her brother who was her to then put his girlfriend on the phone that was then her like breathing heavily, and then he would talk to her because she was in like a coma. And every time he would, like, get distracted with something else or achieve some level of success in football, something else bad would really would happen to his girlfriend and she'd need all this attention, dude. Just horrible. Horrible. I haven't even gotten to the part where, like, the media just absolutely trashes this motherfucker. Um, and that's coming, but I, I don't even want to see that part. I've, well, catfishing... Was catfishing really a thing at that point said in time? That when Maybe people a- were first, like, his friends and family... We're kind of concerned, like, oh, how long have you been together? You've never met her? Okay. Um, they didn't have a word for it. It hadn't been named at that time. And then by the time, like, like year three, when he was, like, catching on and stuff, then he had heard the term catfishing by then and was, mm-hmm. like, you know, interested in it and started to figure things out. Well, so that, that makes sense because, you know, the fishing term of, like, trying to get somebody's information with the PH probably right. was an easy transition of, like, just saying you're catfishing someone, you know, trying to reel them in. So, right, 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 right. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy to think, like, in 2009, because Facebook wasn't, like, this toxic universe, you it know, at that point I mean, in time. real, right? And so, like, for him, this person, yeah. he knew that he actually knew this guy. They they played, like, football together for, like, one season or something. Um, he knew the guy. But the guy created a fake profile, um, used, like, another girl's pictures that was local to the area. So, like, some of the backgrounds of the photo Manti would recognize. I mean, it's fascinating. And then Deadspin, like, finally got a tip and, like, dug it all up and figured it out. So, uh, yeah, man, I I don't know if this is – it's very interesting, but it's just a sad doc. Like, just sad people and you know what happened with Manti's career just sort of derailed after that and you know you can blame it on that or not but he was clearly very distracted 
All right, guys, it's time to move on to our last segment, and that is Are You Rewatching Closely? Our new Chris Nolan rewatch. We've already watched three of his movies. Um, we started with uh, Memento. Then we watched uh, Insomnia. Mm-hmm. Then Batman Begins. And now this week, Prestige. Beautiful. What a film. Finally. Are Finally. Are you rewatching closely? The, the namesake. I, I have a couple of thoughts about it. Oh, I have many. One, I thought it was too long. What is the reason? Yeah, I did. It was really, it was really long. Yeah, it was like two Eric, hours Ryan is literally looking up the runtime right now, isn't he? It's two hours and eight minutes, I think, is yeah, what it was. So that's say. not that long. It's not it's a tight ninety, long. but it's close. I don't know. The first half of the movie, 100, 130, 130 minutes, isn't that long? I don't know. The first, the first <laughs> half of the movie drug a little bit. I thought. Okay. And I was kind of like, maybe I'm not into Chris Nolan that much. Wow. But. Having watched the movie before and having at least a loose remember, you know, like an idea of what happens in it, I was finding myself like searching for all of the hints throughout the movie, and that became like a really fun thing to do uh, on a rewatch. And it was fun, and, but you didn't know you didn't know the reveals, so I don't know what you were looking for. You were seeing all the misdirection, well, I'm guessing. I knew that there was there was two of him. I knew he had a twin. Okay, but I just didn't know how the trick worked. Like, I thought that he had to kill, I thought that, that he had to kill his twin every time. All right. So I was, I wasn't totally right. When I got to the end, I'm like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. Yeah. And like, like, I don't want to go too quickly here, but like the last half of the movie was awesome. Like, yes. I was like on the edge of my seat for the last half. No, the and part- Eric, I could, I could see what you're saying about like, you know, it's like watching the first part of Captain America, like the first Captain America, mm-hmm. like where he's the skinny guy. And he's talking with his buddy, and then he eventually gets into the experiment, and you're like, okay, that yeah. that took after you've seen it three or four times, or, or however many times you've seen it, you're like, okay, let's just let's get this going a little bit, and and when they're doing you know some of the lamer tricks, yeah, if you yeah. will, as up and coming magicians, yeah. it probably feels a little bit slow when it's not new. And I will say so that I, like I this, can understand that if they could have cut one thing, it was maybe one of the times that they like put a fake beard on and went yeah. in yeah. and got yeah. every time. I'm being like, all right, this has happened like, so many they, times. Like these magicians would be nobodies because they would have destroyed their careers so long yeah. before that. Talk like, about getting catfished. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, they sabotaged each other a hundred times. So maybe they could have cut one each of those and still. Yeah, that's where I thought the movie just kind of a little long, where I kept being like, all right, they're going to get a really cool trick and then this competition is really going to start. But it was like, it was just sabotage after sabotage for like the longest time. Yeah. And so I think that's where I kind of was like, man, like, when is it going to get to the crazy stuff? But I did like when he went to America with all the stuff with Tesla. Yes. So cool. That was so cool. Um, I thought that the people in the movie were just fantastic. Like I thought the cast was just. The cast was so good. It was you know. just lights out. I Dave, David Bowie as Tesla, by the way, was Fantastic. Dude, Michael Caine, probably the MVP again, after he killed it in Batman Begins, he's once again the best part of this, or close. I mean, he's, Christian Bale, this is Christian Bale's movie. Was he the best part? Agree. 100%. Yeah, okay. But I thought everyone was good. Like, there yeah. just wasn't anyone in the movie that I was like, well, that was bad. Right. Well, I think I think when you compare Hugh Jackman to Christian Bale, Christian Bale is heads and tails better 
than Hugh Jackman is. Yeah, yeah, in this but movie. I thought Jackman got better as the movie went on. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I can see that. He kind of descended into like the obsession, the obsession is a young man's game or whatever. He did that well when he yeah. was diving into that, and he was just so obsessed with this. This He's like, like I don't care about my wife, and like, oh shit, yeah, like, yeah. He just started to like as he got more kind of like evil and crazy. I liked him more. Mm-hmm. Like he Desperate. was getting better yeah. as the movie was going. And so I thought that just in general, like the stakes felt like they were getting, you know, they were, the stakes kept getting raised. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, like there were just so many weird things that happened in the movie that didn't really make sense until you got to the end. Yeah. And then everything made sense. And it was like, it was just Nolan putting a puzzle together and like using all the pieces that you didn't understand what it was. And then in the end, the last 20 pieces he put in made the picture all come together. And so it was just really a masterpiece how he did all of this. And, like, the big reveals at the end were... They hit so hard. They hit so hard. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. He, It wasn't like he was just... It, I kept thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, there's going to be this one reveal. It's kind of what I remember. But then there was multiple reveals. Two and I three, just yeah. How they all pieced together so perfectly. I had it was a, just. I had a note it, on it here. Kept, it kept compounding. It kept snowballing. I had a note yeah, that so was good. like, you know, when, when I was talking about who, you know, who carried the movie more and whose mystery and whose secret was more interesting, I think that Borden, right, is, you know, he's he's the character with that uh, Christian Bale plays. That's yeah. the real story. And I think that, like any good magic trick, you have shit to distract you. And guess who has got the flashier act with the lightning and everything and to distract the viewer, that's Hugh Jackman's character. So uh, you got to give it to Christian Bale. Um, Christian Bale. Dude, the cast, yeah. Scar Joe is in it. Scarlett Johansson is in it. Fucking Andy Serkis is in it for a minute. David Bowie, R.I.P. is in it. So, dude, stacked, stacked cast. Crazy. I thought this was his coming out party. And, like, Mm -hmm. obviously Memento was so cool. I'm sure, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention to movies when I was a kid, but I'm sure it was such, like, an underground banger right like it was that was and it was solely based on the mechanic yeah right not necessarily that the story itself was fascinating or compelling it was like dude the movie's backwards yeah i think that 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 drove the story as opposed to everything else this is driven by characters and that got everybody talking and then he did insomnia and it was okay kind of worked with some bigger names and it was okay then they let him do batman and that worked out pretty well for him and then this was literally his being like, all right, guys, I'm actually one of the best directors in the world. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what I thought this movie was. I thought it was like, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was it was absolutely wonderful. So, so fun fact. Yeah. Do you know who was originally set to direct this movie? Who? Sam Mendes. Oh, really? Was originally slated to direct this movie, but... The author of the the book, The Prestige, or who owned the rights to, to whatever, Christopher Priest, um, got a copy of Memento and picked Christopher Nolan to direct this movie wow. instead of Sam Mendes. And Sam Mendes was coming off of American Beauty at the time. Dude, so I'd love it was to read kind that of a book. big deal. How the fuck do you do that, do the book and not give it away? You know, well, I wonder like... if it's a... If it's just like a retelling of like yeah. magicians from yesteryear, you know, kind know. of thing. So, so yeah, I loved um, it. Um, I thought that it, it really took off there at the end, though, right? Like once, uh, you know, you know that Borden is going to be arrested for the death of uh, with Algiers, okay? And then they, yeah. when they really catch up in the timeline to that, it's like holy shit! And the face off in the the prison mm-hmm. where Borden oh. comes up to the thing and he's like. T- 
begging him. I mean, electric. And from then on, it's just a, like a twenty-five minute just joyride. It had a little. It had a little Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, sort of maneuvering, kind of backstabbing, shoving it in your face mm-hmm. when there's nothing you can do ish kind of stuff to it, which was, fa- I mean, that was that was all cylinders firing there. His final trick was literally to frame his enemy for mur- for his murder. It's kind of brilliant. It's so brilliant. It was so cool. But then it didn't. It, it he still got shot because he had a twin brother the whole time, right? Which you know was yeah. foreshadowed. Looking, you only get it. No one's going to figure this movie out the first time. I really would be shocked if someone's like, well, actually, I knew right away because of this. Dude, there was a lot of clues. Um, like, even the early, the earliest voiceover from Borden is, like, taking, like, we were we were a team and then whatever and, like, this shit. And he's talking about his brother, but we don't know that. We think he's talking about Algiers at the time. Um, yeah. And then, like, you know, all the stuff with the wife of being like, oh, you don't love me today. Well, that's because they're literally both. Fallon and they're both Borden, which is wild, wild, wild shit. Dude, wild. Like how that like just slips past you. And like, like I she, think the Rebecca Hall like, does oh, such a so, so like Algiers knew right away. He's like, Oh my god, you 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 have a twin. And he's like, dude, mm-hmm. he got it. But then he's like, No, we were both Fallon. We were both Borden yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's like holy shit, yeah. the commitment. You know, and then there's the story of the Chinaman, which I use because that's what they used. Um you know, of him like committing his whole life to being this old cripple in public at all times so that yeah. he could carry this giant, you know, 60 pound jug between his legs during his act. Um, just amazing. So real, real quick on that fun fact that's based on, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to drop a couple more of these in. Let's go. That's based on a real stage character actor named William Ellsworth Robinson. He was a white man who dressed as a Chinese person, sure. like, you know, or- Oriental from the Orient, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Again, I'm not using that offensively. That's just the way it's described. And he lived as this guy in public until the day he died when they were doing a bullet catch that went wrong and he got shot and he was like, I've been shot. And so that, so then everyone found out that he was not Asian oh or God. Chinese. So that's yeah, heavy kind inspiration of wild... right there for the whole movie with all yeah. the bullet catch stuff. That's crazy. Exactly. That's crazy. I so just think yeah. that, that it was, it made me just think that people at that time were just a bunch of dickheads though. Like they would have been blown away by fireworks, but like if a dude could like smash two rings together, they were like, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about how, like how gritty was like when he was originally trying to do his bullet catching trick? And then you saw, this is the first time I saw it too, when he dropped the bullet in the barrel, he dropped the round in the barrel and then shot him. I didn't, I've, n- I've never caught that before. And that was the first time I've caught it. And I was like, wow. They were trying to kill yeah. they yeah. did the They did the sound effect so perfectly that you barely heard metal on metal. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, like the, those kind of details are what sets this type of movie apart from many others. Yeah. Where you're like, they, they literally thought of so many tiny little things to keep you invested yeah. in what was going on, and that was one of them. I love it. I love it. Just a fantastic movie. Right. I'm ready to give my Rotten Tomato score. Do you guys want to go first? Yeah. Well, are there any are there any other scenes that stood out to you guys as like just just something where it's unforgettable I mean, and the, you'll the never whole, be able the to... The whole intro, like anytime you get like a Michael Caine voiceover, it's going to be electric. And like... You know, the fact that, like, he's, you know, they smash the birdcage, right? And then the prestige is bringing the bird back. And, like, the little kid, you know, he's like, but where, where's his brother? Where's his brother? 
and Borden's like, smart fucking kid. You know, yeah. it's like, dude, we, we could have known right then that there was a, bro- a brother involved, you know, but it's... Yeah, sharp lad. I love watching it. Um, you know, having known the mechanics and, and what's going to happen, essentially. Uh, still some cool stuff, surprises in there for me, but I, I love, like, watching it front to back and being like, clue, 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 clue. Like, just so cool. Dude, would he cut off the fingers? Yes! With the... I was like... I mean, man, like it was with the, like, whatever they call it, the, the planing tool or the chisel. Yeah, he uses a chisel. And you're like, whack, dude, whack. they m- measured his fingers and like then put the, it and right there. And the wife's like, like, why is it bleeding again? Which we saw the first time. Yeah, oh, dude. God dang it. More breadcrumbs. I know. Yep. So good. All right, my score for this would be uh, 93. Strong. 93. I'm I going, I'm I going 90. Up. 90s where my score was at i i don't think it would be fair to put this movie in the 80s honestly i think it was it's too good yeah it's a 98 for me dog dude (laughs) it's a it's such a perfect movie i'm like i'm watching it and i'm like dude if i'm not gonna give it a 98 what the fuck am i doing like can nothing be a 98 it's such a great movie it's so well done all around it's so memorable it's so rewatchable um, I love it. I'm saving a couple points for whatever, something else. But, dude, it's a 98. It is such a great, great movie. I great. don't know so if, in the end if it's going to be my favorite Chris Nolan or not. That's why we're doing this. But it will be one or two when we rank them. Um, so one other fun fact I wanted to throw out. I thought this one was really cool. And it says that the editing includes 146 time jump cuts in which the next shot either flashes back or skips ahead to another period of the storyline. And I found that incredibly fascinating because it's exactly right. Unless you're watching Hugh Jackman limp or not, you don't necessarily know when this is happening in the storyline because Mm -hmm. you may feel like it's linear, but it's not. It's really, it's really not necessarily until the end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so, I, I also didn't get really confused by timelines. So well done. Did it matter? It didn't really matter. And so they they said that this averages out to about one timeline jump, one timeline jump per minute of movie. Amazing, which is insane. All right, guys. Next up in our rewatch is The Dark Knight. So this is mm-hmm. like, this is like prime time right yeah. here. I mean, going from the Prestige to The Dark Knight. Jesus Christmas. Yeah. Like, I mean, is there a better one-two punch? I don't know. I don't know if there is. Watch that with us this week. Um, Otherwise, thanks for uh, hanging out with us here at the Nordies Podcast. Go back and check out our first Thrones cast of House of the Dragon. I think you guys will like it a lot. As soon as you watch House of the Dragon, go check that out. It's a little over 30 minutes of us breaking down episode one and giving some of our initial reactions, some of our predictions. We break down the whole episode. Until then... Uh, until next time, actually. Thanks for listening. Be good friends here at the Podcast.